This episode is brought to you by Sweaty Betty. We're happy to have them on board making the show a possibility. And for their lovely name, Sweaty Betty. I love their pants. <laughs> Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. Let me sure. Love is love if you don't have to make a family by taking a traditional ride. If he's not a could talk, you would say. How do I get the sperm through custom? I am a lesbian. So I think gay. It's so gay. We need to tell our story. It's not your nuclear family anymore. It's not just your mom and dad. Thing. We're not ruining these little humans. Not for the gay reason. Just <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome. We're back, uh, bitches. Now I'm saying we, it. Oh, now you're saying oh, it. Dear. It's fun to say. Oh, I'm just saying go. it's fun to it say. It is fun. It's nice to have you all back with us. Jamie's practicing gratitude because when she has bad days. <laughs> and so now she's like, I'm so thankful you're here. I'm thankful for podcasts. Thankful for everything. I am yet again in my in my little bedroom with my children right outside the door. And there's literally a hole in my bedroom wall because it's not. A, it used to be a dining room, you know, so it's like a... <laughs> A makeshift bedroom. Welcome to New York City. And the radiator goes through both rooms. Sure it does. So there's a cutout around the radiator. <laughs> so there's mm-mm. no sound. For- so if you hear my kids, I'm sorry, guys. That's the way it is. Yeah. If you hear fire trucks and fire engines, I'm in my new makeshift office <laughs> slash studio in the corner of the bedroom on the window, which is like anybody who knows audio knows that stinks. Oh, man. Um, but here we, we are. We need life to go back to normal. <sighs> it's never happening. On another note, we okay. have a great episode for you today. But before that, we have to take a second and talk about our book. It's out tomorrow, Jamie. It is. That's so And we exciting. know we've been talking a lot about the book lately. So bear, please bear I with know. us. We're sorry we keep talking about the book, but our publisher is making us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Ben. <laughs> It's fun to blame other people. No, really. We're very excited about it. And we won't talk about it too much in the near future. So bear with us. But we do have a favor to ask while we're like on thin ice with you all, (laughs) which is that if you ordered the book, I mean, by the way, even if you didn't go on Amazon or Good Books or BookBub anywhere that you can get the book and review the crap out of our book. And we'd like to reiterate, even if you didn't read the book, even... (laughs) Yeah, we don't care. You don't have don't to care. actually. All you have to do is say, this book is amazing. I mean, just go there. Like, I wonder how many we can reviews of just yeah. one of we, people we just saying, thousands of this reviews. book is amazing. That's all you have to say. That's it. Robin, <laughs> Jamie, that thing they did with that book. I loved it. They talked about babies, <laughs> fertility, and they wrote things. <laughs> No, but I mean, like we got a game that there's an algorithm that that pushes things out. And so it's like you got to like up the system on reviews and crap yeah. like that. Anybody who's ever written us a fan email knows that we're always like, um, P.S., can you rate <laughs> review the podcast? Also, Because the algorithm we have to. And that's how it's we all get it the out. Fucking algorithm. That's how we get it out to more people. So, you know, we need to ask you guys to review us as annoying as that sounds. It really helps us. And out. And you can also you can also like ask your local library to get it or your local books shop. Yeah. Did you store. know that a lot of times. Sometimes libraries and bookstores won't order a book unless they have people and people want it uh, expressing interest. So we need all of you f- lovely folks at home to lovely folks. call your local library or bookstore and ask them to get this book in stock and then tell all your friends and family to buy it. <laughs> yes, yes. And if you did buy it, you know, post a picture of yourself on the social oh, media yeah, and tag do, us. Please do. And, on, and we're a, joking. Put a video up. We're joking a lot, like, about you don't have to read it, but we hope you read it because it actually, it's a great book. We do. We really hope But you also read know it. that we're so thankful that you're just here with us that don't be put off by all <laughs> hawking a book. Okay, anyway. Let's, let's keep moving, All right, Jamie. let's move on. 
Let's talk about our interview today. It's very good. Yes. Listeners who wrote to us, yeah. Danielle and Annie, and like, and Danielle's the one who wrote and she was like, I know I have to see if I can get my wife to be on the podcast, but they were so delightful. And she was just like, I have to share my story because she, they're going through they it. Are. They've had a really hard time. They're in a journey. Yeah. And so it's always nice to hear from a couple who's, who's going through the baby making process. And it's, it's good to hear that, you know, it's not always an easy road. Yeah. And you would think that that might not be what you want to hear. But I think sometimes it's like, you know, that if you just hear all these success stories, then I think it can be easy to feel like you're a failure in some way. And and that's the reason why I wanted this podcast, because I wanted to hear a story like the one you're about to hear, like Danielle and Annie, who are trying. They're in it. They're in the they're in the journey right now. And it doesn't always go the way you want. And my my journey did not go the way I had planned it to go. And so it's good to get all aspects of these stories. So I'm so happy we have them. And I think you guys need to hear Danielle and Annie's story. Roll the tape, Helen! (laughs) Helen! (laughs) You know what's so funny? Helen is totally imaginary, but every time Robin and I imaginary talk to Helen. We both put our heads back like we're really yelling like at Helen. Like she's in the other room behind the door. Well, actually, I am really yelling You're going at in the closet. You're yelling to the closet. No, there's a door there. Helen! <laughs> I know she hears me. By the way, that's also how I talk to my kids because like they're always in headphones. I'm always like, Maxine! Maxine! Oh and then God. all you have to say is, I'm, I'm shutting it off. And then they go, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're listening. Yeah, then they hear every frigging word. Oh, they know. All right, let's, all right. Okay. let's get to it. Don't you love how Welcome. we just like say hello and pretend like we weren't just chatting for 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird, but you know. Yeah, we, we weren't just chatting and saying, wait, 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 wait. Don't say that yet because we want to <laughs> save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to our ovaries. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Probably me more than you, but. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. Danielle and Annie wrote to us. Yes, we did. I, I wrote aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> and Annie was like, why are you She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you writing to yeah, a I podcast? Think, did I tell you? When no, did I tell you? It was more like, it's about time. Yeah, you've that's wa- true. You've been wanting to do it for a bit, and then you finally did. Yeah, it was Aww. like, so many things happened, and then I was like, this is a story. <laughs> Someone's got to hear it. People I hear love it all that the you time. did. And then you, you're yeah. like, I've heard the story. I Just email them already, yeah. please. She tells it all the time. <laughs> I'm part, I mean, I'm part of it, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I yeah. do tell it a lot. Let's do, your, <laughs> let's do your elevator pitch. I have the infamous clock for your 30 Ooh, seconds. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. Okay. We are the Lallies. We've been together for four years, married for two. I'm more of the organizer, planner of the relationship, and my wife brings the silliness and the spontaneity. Uh, We live in a small town in the woods, south of Boston. We both work in mental health, and we met and work uh, over four years ago. We have three cats and a corgi, and we're both obsessed with the beach. And we've been trying to start a family for the last 10 months with no luck. We did seven cycles at home, and we switched to a clinic in March and had our first IUI last week. Oh, my God. Ooh, 27 seconds. Impressive. Oh and I love that I you started naturally speeding up because you could feel the timer. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's anxiety. That's what that is. <laughs> that was really well. That was really well written. Well, she I, said she's the organizer planner of the That's true. That is family, true. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh, let's get into it, organizer planner. Where do we start? You have three cats and a dog. So I want to start. We do. <laughs> That's a yeah, lot. Well, amazing. We were just trying to tame the Lally Zoo before we started because 
<laughs> I mean, the cats are in and out. The corgi's barking. She's a puppy. She's 10 months old. She has her own Instagram. Oh. Does she oh. has her own Instagram? What's her she Instagram does. account? It is at rubyjane underscore the underscore corgi. Oh my God, that's amazing. And we do um, month anniversary photos, just like you would for an infant. <laughs> we need a baby, can you tell? <laughs> You're ready. It's time. You are ready. It's time. <gasps> oh, She's pretty cute. Baby. See, if you're on Patreon, you can see that picture right now of their cute corgi. Or well you can done, go to their Jamie. Instagram. Well done, Jamie. Too. All right, let's get into it. You've been trying okay. for 10 months. Tell us yeah. about that. Oh, God, where do we even start? I started tracking just to like see what the hell's going on in here. Uh, mm-hmm. In your lady in parts? The bod. Yes, in the, in the lady bits. Uh, <laughs> a year ago, this summer, actually, and was like, oh, yay, like my body ovulates. This is cool. So I was just like, all right, let's just start peeing on sticks, see what happens. And I was like, okay, it seems like pretty regular. Like this shouldn't be a problem. My mom always used to say like, oh yeah, a guy could just look at me and I'd get pregnant. So I was just like, this really shouldn't be like that big of a deal. So I just assumed there's no, there's nothing wrong with me. So there's, there should be no problem. Um, Like we all all make those assumptions. Like, yes. (laughs) Other than like lack of penis, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not something wrong. That's just that's right. just what it is. Not at all. Um, how old are you, too? Um, I just turned 30. Okay, so, so you're young. Well, that's funny. And I told you that they would say that. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> then we were talking about, like, you know, what, what are we going to do for sperm? And, like, I, as you do, I drunkenly asked lots of people um, if... <laughs> They would be willing to be a donor. Uh, like friends? Love it. Yes. I mean, not like seriously, but like, I don't know if it, if it landed. Hey, you want to give me sperm? And you're like, yeah. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and which like got to the point where Annie was like, this is actually like really pissing me off. Can you stop doing that? <laughs> Annie, what made you, uh, what made you mad about that? Because obviously you're not asking them seriously while you're drunk. Um, I think it was the annoyance of that. This is clearly something you're, you're anxious about. That's why you're talking. Yeah. That's why it's coming out now. Yeah. Um, like you're working through it in real time with drinks. Yeah, uh, story of my life. Yeah. Um, or because, because of drinks, it's now coming out as and and the thing of like, then and asking, well, this isn't something that not straight people have to worry about and sort of making it into a joke. But it was also just like, that's not how, we would go about it either. Right. I think it was more than on my part. Like, okay, what if somebody does say yes? Now, now, what, now what situation are we in that this random person <laughs> that we don't know or I don't like very well is saying yes, they want to, to, have, to, to provide sperm? Like, yeah. I very much wanted, and I think it was, I, I had initially wanted an, an, an unknown anonymous. Yeah, I was going to say that too. You From like a bank. Yeah, she was, for the longest time, was like, stop doing this because I, I want an unknown, like an anonymous donor anyway so and I and I was sort of like oh I'm sorry I thought like we wanted to do this the cheapest way possible and if somebody was willing to be a known donor that we would do that and I guess Mm -hmm. we I think we realized quite quickly we needed to sit down and really talk through like all the legitimate like details of all this because we weren't really on the same page we were just we're on the same page of like we want a kid like I mean we knew that from like the first date that we both wanted kids like that was Mm -hmm. right there on the table so we with the sperm thing I mean then we were like okay let's go to a bank and then we're looking and we were like holy shit this is so expensive um Mm -hmm. which like yes I know the argument of like a baby is expensive as well 
uh, but the like large chunks of money at a time kind of suck. Yeah. Can I ask nowadays, because it, it's been a while since Robin and I have bought sperm. Yeah. Um, mm. And I, I've heard now you can get adult pictures as well as baby pictures. Ooh. Is that true? Not where any Not of the banks that we, we looked at. I don't know where. I've heard that too on episodes and I don't know where, where oh. people have seen that. So Interesting. But I did just look at the cryobank website recently for some reason i don't know why we'll and get into the, that later jamie go ahead <laughs> but a vial was 900 bucks a pop whoa yeah um it's usually around like 700 ish or like the ones that are lower are around like maybe 500 ish but then the shipping is around 200 so it yeah. all evens out you know so, so you're in for like two grand a month now yeah it's a lot and so i don't because like when there was a certain point where suddenly you were okay with a known donor so i don't know for whatever reason she was in an acapella group in in, in college of course she, she started was. one at her school yes. and for whatever reason this was some guy that she sang with and it was just like oh he, he can sing acapella all right like yeah. so i'm okay with that that's what sold her was that <laughs> she had no idea what he looked like i was like he's handsome too but like but she was like, he can sing. But I also know like, you, like what you had said about him being like a- an active ally yeah. in the community. And it's just one of those things of like, when you sort of know, you know, like yeah. for whatever reason, it was, yeah. it was comfortable. Yeah, I was yeah. driving and I was like, wait, why did I never think of this person? I was like, he's just such a special person to me and mm-hmm. we've been friends ever since college i auditioned him to be in my acapella group and i had known him since his freshman year and you had a clipboard um, while you were doing it didn't you danielle <laughs> you know what robin <laughs> yes i did <laughs> i'm proud of you girl i'm proud of you <laughs> listen I, just, the details are important yeah and i was just like what would you think about asking this guy she was just like for some reason you were just like yeah mm-hmm. okay and mm-hmm. it's just weird because it just suddenly switched like we were mm-hmm. like we're gonna figure out this bank stuff and then all of a sudden it was like well what if we try the known donor route because mm-hmm. that is going to be cheaper i don't know mm-hmm. we don't know how many times this like we're gonna have to do this like mm-hmm. i i don't you know and let's see basically if we can do this the cheapest way possible first and mm-hmm. then sort of progress to medical intervention if we need to i mean i was really as the journey progressed i suddenly was like oh i want this to be sort of the most like organic natural like thing possible and I suddenly was like I don't want meds I don't want like Mm. science like I just want to sort of well I want my body to do its thing Mm. like I don't know and so we started down that journey now Niall lives in Tennessee (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh and you guys are in Boston or well Massachusetts south of Boston yeah Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that posed a problem. Yeah. So wait, how did the conversation go? He said, yes. Oh, right. Duh. I think I was drunk again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and you like, do. Man, I, I really sound like an alcoholic. <laughs> no, 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 you can't. No. You can't with us. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay, Don't thank worry. you. <laughs> and so I was laying in bed. I think Annie was at like work or something. I don't know. And I texted him out of the blue because him and I talk sort of like intermittently. We go through periods of times where we talk a lot, times where we don't. And I texted him and I was like, I'm going to ask a really weird question and don't feel obligated to answer. I'm just, I just want to put something out there. And he was like, Oh God, Danielle, what? (laughs) (laughs) And so I said, what would you think about, would you ever consider actually about um, being a sperm donor for Annie and I, and he texted back with, wow. (laughs) And I was like, I know, I know, I know. Like really intense, weird question. Don't feel obligated to answer, you know, just, 
I just wanted to throw it out there. And he responded with, no, I feel so honored. And I like started to cry. And I was like, oh my God, like something about that. What What had you (laughs) thought his response? Oh, yes, you're right. You're right. Thank you. When I talked to her about him, I said something about something about like asking y'all, like, I really feel like he would say he'd be honored to do it. And so when I texted him and he responded with, I would be honored. I was like, holy shit. Like the stars are aligning. Like this is exactly the vibe I want. And I was like, so big on the vibe and the flow as my mom likes to call it. I don't know. And so I was just like, this is it. Like, this is going to be a thing. And he was like, he was like, my instinct is to immediately say yes, but I want to take the time to think about this because it's a big deal. And I was like, no, like you just responded even more perfectly. Cause yeah, I think right. if he was just like, yeah, let me give you all my stuff. I would be like, all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm mind. like, let's think about what's happening here. <laughs> um, and he's like, just like, give me some time to think about it. Like I'll get back to you. And so I did, I gave him a couple of days and then I had texted him and was like, Hey, so did you think about our conversation? And he was like, Oh, he's like, yeah, I've been thinking a lot. Like, can we FaceTime? And I was like, sure. So we FaceTime me and he was like, so I really wanted to talk to my dad. He was raised by a single dad, which I just think is so like Aww. sweet. And yeah, he was like, so I talked to my dad and I just, I just don't, I don't know if this is a really good idea for me. And I was like, Oh, okay. Oh. You know, I can't be like, I can't be like, what's wrong with you? You know? And he was like, ah, I'm just fucking with you. I think it's <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. I was like, you're such a dick. Like who does that? Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> and oh I was like, God. classic. Like it was cla- he was like, no, like he's like, I talked to my dad. He said it was so beautiful that I need to do this. And like, I totally agree. And it was just so sweet. Like, ugh, I still just like, it mm-hmm. makes me so sad to think about. Cause that's not where we are now. Mm. But, um, so so he said yes. And then did you guys have a conversation about what this is going to look like? Yeah, we did. And, you know, I was like, I think we're pretty big on like open communication and like sort of having a conversation from the beginning about, you know, where our kid would come from. And and we always wanted him to be a part of the baby's life, but more as like a like uncle figure. Um, and he had sort of said like, you know, I, I don't really know that I want to have kids. So this could be like a sort of a cool way to just like, I don't know, carry on or put stuff out there. What? I feel like that was sort of my draw to him of like, I think what I didn't like about the known donor, it just felt like it was going to be so like muddy and murky. And yeah. what do you do if somebody, especially somebody's like nearby? Yeah. Um, and him. So initially I didn't know that he was in Tennessee. I thought he was still up in like Rochester, but it was like far enough away, but also like accessible enough. Like, yeah. so like he could have, sort of whatever role in baby's life that he might want. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't going to be like a, Hey, he lives next door. So you right. see him all the time. Right. Yeah. He wasn't going to be a strong yeah, presence, but he would dad. be a presence if you No, Yeah. And it would be like a, a planful thing to, in mm-hmm. order to include him because mm-hmm. of the distance. So you started with him and how did that go? So he was just like, okay, so how are we doing this? Like, are you coming down here? Like what? And I think in his mind too, he thought it would be like one and done. I'd be pregnant. And like, yeah, that's how you make a baby. And like, that's it. And I was like, you know, it probably might take a little longer than one try. So we got to like figure this out here. Um, so we, I've been in like a lesbian trying to conceive group on Facebook for a while lurking, but just sort of gathering information. Cause I don't know what the hell I'm doing. If no, nobody to go to, we don't have a network of lesbian friends 
we're gay friends even really like we're, mm. we're like the straightest gay couple ever it's like so sad. <laughs> so sad and it's like we're not actually like that at all we're like these like huge lgbtq advocates too and yet we're like so boring and so straight mm-hmm. so, <laughs> you're so not bad. Bad. annie's like so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're like the echo or annie i like it <laughs> Yeah, always. (laughs) Well, she just used to, I just talk for her. (laughs) But I like that she jumps in when you're not right for her, though. She's like, no. Yes. Yes. Nice leggings, Robin. Are those sweaty bitties? Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I have been wearing them for like the past, I don't know, like four or five days. They're amazing. You've been wearing them for, that's a long time to wear workout leggings. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, Sweaty Betty, come on now. I figured I should get the most use out of them. Okay. I love them. <laughs> well, okay. I hope you at least worked out in them too. Yeah. No. Because um, they're sure. also awesome for that. Yeah. No, totally. I, I, there was some movement that happened. I mean, kind of. <laughs> but mostly I was just like, yeah, Sweaty Betty. No, I worked out for reals. Okay. All right. Well, did you also know that Sweaty Betty has been around for over 20 years? I didn't know that. And I, I really do love their power leggings. Oh, yeah. Me too. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Because, okay. because no other athletic brand can compete with Sweaty Betty and my power leggings that are expertly placed <laughs> seams and squat tested compression fabric that physically gives your booty some instant peach emoji <laughs> status. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> they make my butt look good. Yes, they do. They make mine look good too. But I had no idea how you knew so much about Sweaty oh, Betty leggings. Yes, totally. I love that they are quick drying pocket equipped, you know, so that it can hold my phone with ease while I'm on the bike. There's even like a little pocket in the back where I put keys. These leggings are high-waisted performers. So when you like roll over, they don't come down. I mean, you should take their quiz, Jamie, at sweatybetty.com and you're going to find the perfect style. And again, my butt looks so good in them. Look right now. Look. And, and choose from a wide selection of strategically cut patterns. Okay, I have actually taken that quiz. I just, once again, didn't know you were so into Listen, them. <laughs> the, the Sweaty Betty Power Leggings, opaque fabric, it's adjustable, drawstring waist, and the back and the side pockets, they make staying active look sexy. Like, I'm not active right now. Look how sexy it look. Head to toe, Jamie. All right, sexy. I, I mean, mean, I Jamie, I check these out. Check it. Look at me. Look how good I look. Okay, it's true, Robin, and I love Sweaty Betty because they're super comfy, they don't get stinky, and I feel really confident in them. And Jamie, I, they don't get stinky. I have been wearing this pair for days. I'm like, from London to LA, over half a million happy bums count on Sweaty Betty to help them look and feel incredible. <laughs> okay, folks, you heard it from Robin. Now through November 1st, get 20% off your entire purchase when you visit SweatyBetty.com OCT. This is the best offer Sweaty Betty has available anywhere because you deserve to look amazing before, during, and after your workout. Get 20% off your entire purchase at sweatybetty.com slash OCT. Only until November 1st, spelled S-W-E-A-T-Y-B-E-T-T-Y dot com slash OCT. Do it. And Robin, you really need to wash those pants. Oh, I'm working out, Jamie. I'm holding them at one and two and up. Uh, 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 sweaty Betty. So we, I had seen that you can ship fresh sperm. So with these like um, shipping kits, baby dust delivery shipping kits. So this is we, like a legitimate company that like helps you ship yeah. sperm. And I, I don't know, know about this. I, I know. How do we not know about this? I've never heard this. I, no one's talked about this on the show, which is why I was like. This is why she's wanted to write in. Yeah. That was reason number one. Because the baby, weird shit that dust. we have done. Baby dust <laughs> like, delivery. We're going to reach out to them. But so up to this point, 
you did your own ovulation tracking, mm-hmm. right, Danielle? You haven't yep. seen, you didn't see a doctor yet. You didn't nope. like go check out the business, nothing nope. like that. I've never had major issues with like my period, no endometriosis, no PCO, like nothing. Everything mm-hmm. was business as usual. Um, but the only thing was that my mom went through menopause early. Um, she started menopause around 40. So that is early, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know, whatever. That means nothing to me yeah. as a teenager in my 20s, whatever. So I was just like, whatever. But that will come into play later. <laughs> Stick a pin in that dun. one. Yeah. So we did these baby desk delivery kits. So what you do is, I know it's it's wild. No, I'm I'm so excited to hear this. I'm so intrigued. This is two, this is two millennials trying to get pregnant, like on a budget. Okay. This. Like it's straight up. It really is. So what we do is we buy the kits online and they ship them to the donor. And it comes with a styrofoam cooler and um, like medical grade ice packs, collection cups, maybe, mm-hmm. and or a syringe. And then the special like thing, the trick is this thing yes. called a TYB, which is test yolk buffer. And it's a little vial with this like chemical that he puts the sperm into. And it's got a protein and antibiotic to feed the sperm and keep it safe while it ships overnight. What? Yeah. I know, right? I know. It's I know. feeding the sperm. I wish everyone could see Jamie's face right now. It's amazing. <laughs> it was just like mouth agape. Wow. I, but does it have to be on ice? Well, yeah. So it's like they okay. give you these like these complex directions of like you do your business, you mix it in, and then you wrap it with a like a shopping bag, and then you pack it with an ice pack. And then then you have to go to like FedEx and you have to do the overnight shipping. Sure. Um, which Costs like a hundred bucks ish a time, so that was sort of where the bulk of the money comes. I'm just imagining when the clerk is like, um, "Is there oh. anything valuable in here?" Yes, <laughs> you know how they always sir, ask. Yes, the there stuff. is. Well, it's my jizz. So, so the first, yeah, the, no, the first jizz. time we went, that, that turned out to be a shit show <laughs> because we had already we had planned to do our first time in person in October, and then like, of course, as happens, like my cycle got all messed up, which it never is messed up. It's always clockwork, uh-huh. and then it was like coming up to the time and I was like, shit, I'm, you know, I've already ovulated. So uh, what am I supposed to do? He was like, okay, like, what do we do? We scrambled. We're calling like the FedEx to try to figure out like what exactly the details are to like get it in on time. They were like, what, what? Cause he just walked up with this small cooler. So it looks like he's got a freaking organ or something. Yeah. And, and they're like, oh they're like, what is this? And he was like, uh, dude, like you, you don't want to know. <laughs> and the guy was like, no, legally I have to ask you <laughs> have to know. Yeah. He was like, I mean, it's, it's sperm. And the guy was like, <laughs> like bovine. And he was like, no, it's mine. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and he, and took so, it. he took it. Yeah. Oh my God. And like Nialo texted me and was like, dude, they think I'm shipping like bull sperm. I don't know what's happening. Oh I just hope this gets to you. <laughs> Good for him though, for having yeah. the guts to oh, just. But yeah. He just, he takes everything in stride. He, well, he's hilarious. He's just like, add this to the list of stories yeah. that I can tell when at parties. And I'm, I don't know if he has, but <laughs> did, did I ever tell you about that time I shipped my sperm? Yeah. <laughs> so did the sperm arrive on time? Like did your uh, cycle match up? Yeah. So, I mean, it is tricky because I mean, you don't really know what you're going to get because, and that was a thing. Like we don't know when it arrives, like, is it alive still? Or am I just putting dead sperm in me? Like, I don't, we didn't entirely know. Um, right. It, it's tricky. And then, some people do set up two shipping so they can do a back to back insemination. We just did the one. Mm-hmm. I think I timed it correctly with my ovulation and everything. And then, you know, it comes to us. And so we were 
sort of try is to figure out if we want to do the syringe method or the soft cut method or the like the combo like everybody kind of does different things too yeah. these days um can i stop you right there what is the yeah. soft cut method <laughs> so I, th- I mean i think i know but i'd like exact details yes so the soft cups are or soft discs they're called now it's like um a disposable like kind of diva cup like menstrual cup uh-huh. And so people will just put the sperm in that and then just put that inside them and then just go about their day and the sperm's just chilling in you. It's like a plug, Jamie. It's a stopper. But yeah. And you hope they just swim on up? Yeah. I mean, you know, you put swim your legs up against the up. wall. Yeah. <laughs> swim on up. I mean, it's all very bizarre. I think that's what we did the first time. Like, I think. Did you feel like you could it- get it in there and then put the cup in? Because like I, I tried the menstrual cups once when they first came out and like I, it was a hot mess. Like, I don't feel like I did anything right with it. And then I gave up on them. Yeah, I was like, I was like, no, thanks. But so I'm like, I'm like, I would be so afraid of like all the sperm falling out. Like did that. How did that work? Yeah. Well, so we ended up doing like a combo of like Annie, like, you know, sucked it up with a syringe. Oh, God, if any of our family listens to this and, um, (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, squirted it up in me. And then I put a um, soft cup in. I laid there with my hips up for like a half hour. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Annie's in the bathroom with like her like shirt covering her face, like gagging, like (laughs) the most disgusting thing ever. And I'm like, I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, what does it smell like? And she was like, it has a smell. And I was like, no, it doesn't. And then like later on, I was like, it has a smell. Oh my God. (laughs) So bad. Every, every lesbian just smell. There was like a collective shudder. (laughs) So that did not work. No. And we did that a lot more times. At what point were you like, all right, it's not working. We need to like, did you consider upping it with medical intervention and and quarantining his sperm or were you, did you have to make a hard decision? We had to make a hard decision. Like I was just like, I, I just don't know if this is user error. I don't know if it's not surviving the journey. Um, We did send him an at-home sperm check test that he did. And it said that he's got like a, a healthy amount of sperm or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, ultimately, we didn't want to wait the six months to go. Do, oh, I'm sorry. She's raising her hand. Oh, I have, I have so to interject. <laughs> Part of all these Facebook groups trying to get help, asking for support from them on what's going on. But none of them are doctors in the field. That's right. Or <laughs> providers who are actually knowing what they're doing. Right. So all of what she's doing is based off of what, other people are suggesting mm-hmm. and she's then anxious about oh is this gonna work the only way to know is to go talk to somebody babe we yeah. need to just go yeah. so earlier she had said that she wanted everything to sort of be organic and not need meds and I think that's partly because when you hear about lesbians making starting families all it is is medicalized yeah yes so that is that is the narrative yeah mm-hmm. and so because of that and because of feeling like it's just the like straight privilege that you can just get pregnant organically yeah we you wanted to try to find a way for that yeah Mm -hmm. but then there was also fear that whatever new provider she would find would judge her for wanting to go this route Mm -hmm. so then that also sort of put her off a little bit yeah but I think it was it was a okay we need to make an appointment somewhere with somebody who knows what they're doing because we do not (laughs) for as much as you're a planner Facebook doesn't know. We need somebody to look at your vagina and your uterus and tell us mm-hmm. what our course of action should be. You got lost in the dream. We all have this dream. Like if only I could just of your fall plan. pregnant. Yeah. You know, you yeah. got lost in mm-hmm. it. And it's really hard to let go of that. And it's really yeah. hard to like accept and swallow the fact that, no, this is going to take 
a team of people to get me pregnant. And it's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I see that. Yeah. And we did do a Hail Mary where we got frozen sperm from a bank. And I was just like, let's try with frozen sperm at home. Because like Mm -hmm. that's guaranteed to be like modal. But that didn't freaking work either. (laughs) It got to the point too where like Nialo, our known donor, like he was super invested in it too. And he wanted to work in it to work. And he was getting sad when it wasn't Mm -hmm. working too, because he just thought, this is so cool. This is so Mm -hmm. beautiful. Like we all thought that. And so when it got to the point of like being like, I just don't think this is going to work. Annie was like, (laughs) for months, she was like, we need to go to a doctor. We need to go to a doctor. And I was like, no, no, people, lesbians have been getting pregnant at home for years. They, they had people on ovaries mm-hmm. talk that got pregnant in like the nineties at home. Like <laughs> this, this is 2020. Like, no, <laughs> I'm like, we're going to do this. You know, and like, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, this is ridiculous. You know, it's already hard enough, but when other people are invested, it's like, oh God, now I got to tell this person. That yeah. It didn't the pressure. Work again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, okay. So how many tries in are you? I think seven. I think it was about seven. And then you decided, all right, we got to take this to a doctor. Yeah. So I, January of this year, and I was still on her health insurance and we were Googling clinics and like the prices are just like outrageous. And there's like these boutique clinics that have like these like package deals of like medicated or unmedicated, like three IUI deal mm-hmm. for like a thousand dollars. And there's just something about it that felt so like icky of like, mm. Like these people are capitalizing off of like these sad lesbians that can't get pregnant. Like just like I was like, this 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 sucks. Like, and mm-hmm. we were specifically looking for clinics that said that they were like LGBT friendly too, and that like because I really the other thing when we started moving shifting to the clinic mentality, I did not want to be treated like I had a problem. Mm-hmm. Like I right. just, yep. you know, like I didn't want to go in being like, oh, you're infertile, like because that's the thing. Yep. And or if you want stuff covered, you have to be considered infertile. Yeah. When you call and ask people on the phone. Like you ask, well, how does this work? I'm gay. I'm married to my wife. How does it work for me? I can't tell you how many times I called these people and they'd be like, oh. And they don't know half the time. Yeah. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't really have an answer for you. I could say like it doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, it does know I'm not in purple. Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) that was just so frustrating. Like, you know, and they're like, oh, well, you know, absence of sperm isn't a reason to be considered infertile. And I'm like, so it was like a double-edged sword. Like, I don't want to be deemed infertile. Right. But at the same time, I did because I wanted to get stuff covered. And mm-hmm. I, you know, we couldn't pay for all this stuff. Right. But also you've been trying yeah. a long, but yeah, for a while technically, here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It was. Because for straight couples, they say you have like to have year. been trying at home for like a, a, a year, year yeah. to be considered infertile yeah. and need and in need of yeah. assistance. So in that respect, you have been, you did. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I but know. it doesn't and count because you should. That was our firm. thought. Right. Yeah. And that was our thought too, was like, well, this is sort of our way around it. Like, this mm-hmm. is how we're trying at home by not having to buy $800 sperm every month. Mm-hmm. We're getting it for free. <laughs> the shipped method too, though, like, isn't necessarily like proven. Like there's no, yeah. Like, yeah. there could be so much user error there versus if it was like paying for a tank to come with a sperm. Like yeah. we were going to get a microscope to track the sperm oh, to make geez. sure it was swimming when it came to <laughs> I was going to get a speculum to oh, put right. it in her. <laughs> you can probably get Why that not? on prime, prime delivery. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think you can. Okay. So you're, so you're in the pipeline now and you're starting to see doctors and what are they saying yeah. about your business? So, yep. Got the appointment. 
it is scheduled for Wednesday, March 11th. Friday, March 13th <laughs> is when the wor- world shut down for the goddamn pandemic. Wow. So, yeah. So we go in. Well, so not, I'm like, not quite, because that, uh, that was like the day they're like, no, no gatherings of more than 50 people. Yeah. And then the next right. week it was like, just but no gatherings. School shut down. Yeah, our school worked, shut down that Friday. Yeah, yeah, we finally got the appointment. We were, and it was they it could schedule it two weeks out, which I was like shook by. I was like, mm-hmm. what? I don't have to wait four months. Okay. Yeah. We were so excited. All this stuff. We go in to see the doctor. I go to shake her hand, and she goes, "Oh no, we're not shaking hands right now." I was like, "Oh right, okay." okay. Um, but you're about to be in like, my vagina. So. Yeah, yeah. As we're having a meeting, she was like, "Okay, so you're going to go to a different location for the insemination, and a nurse is going to do it." And I was like, "So wait a mm-hmm. second. Like, what's the point of?" having you as our doctor. I literally said that to her because I was just so confused. Yeah. And she was just like, well, I'm doing all the like managing of like the blood work and the hormone levels and all that. And so she has the brains behind the operation, but yeah. like some random nurse was mm-hmm. the one that put the sperm in me. So then the world shut down two days later. So did um, you get the sperm? Did you get it? Yeah, did you get to do one? Yeah, we had our first IUI. So, well, you well, first have to do the other stuff first. Like the hell before that was yeah. bad. So we... She was like, all right, so you've got tried to get pregnant for a while now, haven't gotten pregnant. I want to do a full workup to see if anything's wrong. Mm-hmm. So did the blood, did the urine, did the vaginal ultrasound, did mm-hmm. the HSG, did mm-hmm. all of that. So started getting the blood work back. I'm Google, I'm Dr. Googling all the numbers. Oh my goodness. Again, <laughs> Annie's getting pissed at me and telling Annie's me. Annie's like, this- just listen to the doctor. <laughs> Stop Googling. Because I had basically a panic attack because I saw some of the numbers and I was like, this doesn't look good. Like, this is a problem. She was like, I have five eggs. <laughs> Total. I was like, That's it. what, for, for the rest of your life? Like, <laughs> you have five eggs in your ovaries? What, you're, down, you're going through menopause in six months? Like, oh my God. <laughs> but I wasn't completely incorrect. So we did have our consultation to review all of the findings. And it turns out I have a low egg preserve. Mm. So despite the fact that I'm at that point, I was 29, hadn't turned 30 yet. I have the egg reserve of somebody much older than me mm-hmm. and I'm devastated, but the doctor's like trying to assure me like, this doesn't mean you can't get pregnant. It just means that your timeline, it needs to be speeded up. And mm-hmm. so she was like, it's a good thing that you're starting now, which is why you guys have always said during a lot of your episodes, like, Oh, you're so young. Like people <laughs> say they're like 30. And I'm like, Yes, but I have the eggs of like a mid to late 30s person. Um, mm-hmm. And then coupled with the fact that my mom had had miscarriages and my mom started really menopause nervous. early, she said, so there's another thing though that's coming up. Like, she's like, have you ever in, in all, because I told her I had Dr. Googled <laughs> and she's like, so in, in your research, did you see this thing come up called fragile X syndrome? And I was like, I did. Uh-oh. Why? Uh-oh. And so she was like, well, given all of this data, you have some of the like warning signs for fragile X syndrome. And I was like, what the hell? So what exactly is fragile X syndrome? You should describe it because I suck at it. I'm not good at it. (laughs) You got it. You got this. So fragile X. So obviously you have your X and your Y chromosomes or your X and your X. There's a certain number of repeats on of like the the chain, if you remember from like Mm -hmm. bio or whatever, like (laughs) A, C, T, G, or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And they, ha- they make their patterns and that's their DNA. And there are so many like, repeats. And somebody with fragile X, they have sort of like an abnormal number of repeats on the X. So then that comes from, obviously, if you have a son, it comes, the X comes, you only have the one X and it's from your, from your mother. 
Um, so you're passing along a wonky ex. Yes. Oh. So, so there was concern. So, so uh, somebody who has fragile X for, for women, it, it comes across as like early menopause, things like that. Mm-hmm. For, for men and boys, it's maybe like autism, things yeah. like that. Mm. Um, so we're sitting there and she's so, telling me if you were to have a boy, he might have like autism. But, but like, it wasn't, what? it wasn't, it wasn't so much that it was, it was so like, given That's the fact that your mom had, had the early menopause, it was like, maybe, oh, maybe your mom was a carrier and passed it to you. And so now maybe you have it and we'll pass it to a child. Yeah. So we need to get genetic testing done. Yeah. And she said she wasn't comfortable proceeding with an IUI until I had genetic testing done. Yeah. Because if I were to be test positive for carrying it or having it, mm-hmm we would have to move right to IVF to be able to, be able to do embryo selection to not right. pass it on to right. offspring. Right. Wow. So did you, so you do the Fragile X testing? So I did a full genetic panel and it came back negative for absolutely everything. So oh. I, have, yeah, I know. I was like the first negative test I got mm-hmm. made me so happy. <laughs> such a relief. Yeah. Oh, good. We are, we recognize that we are incredibly privileged in some ways and that our insurance right off the bat covers IUI. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. So yeah. So yeah. all we have to pay for is sperm. Mm-hmm. Despite right. all the bitching and moaning, um, mm-hmm. I know that this is the minority. This is not the situation for most people. But yeah, we have, you know, we live in Massachusetts and mm-hmm. I have this great health insurance and they, no questions asked, cover IUI for all couples, mm-hmm. straight, non-binary, gay, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good to acknowledge your privilege, but at the same time, it's also you need to, like Jamie and I talk about this all the time. It's still a lot of frigging work for us to make these it families yeah. and you have to like give you don't don't look that over because by being like, oh, yeah. I'm so privileged. You know, it's like you just have to. It's still a lot of work. You guys have gone You're through still a lot in a struggle. Yeah. Annie, did you ever want to carry? Is this something like would that would never even be an option for you? She's shaking, She's her, shaking head no. her head. No, never. I literally never. say to people, I'm like, they don't make like clothes for pregnant like dudes because she only <laughs> like she dre- like you know she's butch like she presents very masculinely so her mm-hmm. pregnant neither of us want to see that like it's yes. just <laughs> no. like if there was a situation where we needed her eggs then maybe but like i don't know how the hell we'd afford that that mm-hmm. no one's gonna cover that is that something um, you'd be open to annie using your eggs or would that be a weird thing for you if if there was for whatever reason like danielle's eggs were like not or she just like didn't have eggs and we needed to like, mm-hmm. and we could figure out how to pay for that. Yeah. But cause I think we would have to figure out how to pay for then eggs, no matter what. So I'm like, Hey, I have some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm older, but yeah, she also, she also wants to, to carry. Yeah, she wants, wants to, to be pregnant. pregnant. If I were pregnant, she would also be like, I would be mad jealous. at me yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Like, I would be jealous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Hey, I'm sure when I'm pregnant and I'm saying when I'm probably gonna be like freaking hate this is the worst thing ever but right now that's me <laughs> yeah that was me mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> we did finally do we had our first IUI last week I'm on day 10 right now so my two-week wait mm-hmm. which is exciting Congrats. have you tested oh, yeah, of course I have Jamie <laughs> <laughs> this is me Even they tell you not to. to this is certainly put our anxiety my anxiety probably more so through the roof we are both in therapy separately. And, you know, we both are very open that we take medication for anxiety as well. And there's just, there's just been so many complicated things that have arrived. like outside of the trying to conceive and the medical stuff and, and all that, like all this family BS started happening too. And just people with varying degrees of acceptance of what we're doing. Oh. And so that's been really hard and upsetting too. And I think 
we've been trying to sort of navigate that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. navigate my feelings about, you know, other family members having kids and feeling jealous sure. and that kind of stuff too. And feeling like, you know, like, well, why do they get to have kids and, and I don't? And, yeah. and that's a constant daily struggle. Like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we were at the beach yesterday and I literally was just like, why do all of these families have kids and we mm. can't, yeah. you know, I didn't know it's not a can't. It's just, I don't, don't right it's now. Just, you're in the journey. You are in the struggle. You are in the journey. It's hard to get through it, but you know, you just have to hold on to hope yeah. and, and know that know. you're going to get a baby in the end of this. However it takes, you know, you might have to mm-hmm. change courses here and there. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. a baby. And also when it comes to the families, when that baby comes, yep. I know. People come around. It changes not things. Not always, yeah. not always, but it, it, that baby changes things. It's really, so, really helpful, mm-hmm. the baby. Yeah, I know, because it's cute. You can't be like, yeah. oh, I don't want this. Yeah. Like, no. When they'll see you as parents, they start to see you differently. You know, they maybe before were able to be like, whatever, they're roommates. But it's That's like when so they see weird. you together yeah. as a family. It's weird. You're going to both have a baby together. Yeah, they can't discount yeah. it because they see it and then they're like, oh, okay, it's all right. Oh. I mean, we just met, we're met with a lot of like, I mean, my mom's been on board from the beginning. I, I think when we told her we were getting married, she was like, oh, okay. Like, cause she's mm-hmm. not like a wedding, a wedding person. <laughs> but then when it was like, okay, we're going to start trying to have a baby. She was like, shit, like, let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, when's that happening? I'm there. I'm ready. Um, oh. We made a conscious decision to not tell her family because I don't know, we're kind of just always the underdogs or the black sheep, I guess, of the family. Um mm-hmm. You know, we're the probably the, the poorest, probably <laughs> like we've definitely met a lot of like, well, why would you do this? You can't afford this. Do, do, would they say that to your straight yeah, relatives just who just no. wind up pregnant? Like, I mean, no yeah, way. maybe they might say, how are you going to how are you going to afford it? But they're not going to. Nobody says, like how are you going to afford having a baby to straight couples? Nobody says that. I know. Mm-hmm. But that's 100 percent the first. Thing. And like I haven't told I'm very close with my grandma. I haven't told her that too, because I know that's going to be the first thing is like, you can barely afford to live yourself. How are you going to afford to take care of a baby? Which is like not true. I don't know why everyone thinks we're like, we bought a house. Like, I don't really understand. You guys both have jobs, Well, they just hear, they hear about your debt, your, your student loan debt. And then they, and they just, that number is so astronomical that they, you know, they think of that like it's credit card debt and it's not, it's different debt. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. in and I think in many ways it's just a another way to give pushback yep. when you just cannot fathom the idea of two women making a baby. And I think it's yeah. just mm-hmm. you, you, your mind plays tricks on you, and you start you say we find other w- reasons to say don't do it. You can't yeah. do it. You That's don't have a money. culturally acceptable yeah. way to say don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I also don't think it's necessarily conscious on their part. No, like, I don't think so conscious either. on like no. my parents, nope. like. Or not even my parents. It's my like my mom. Yeah, yeah. It's, my dad doesn't. It's know. just yeah. those hidden biases yeah. that are so deep within yeah. us. Even I even have like weird things about mm-hmm. my relationship that come up that I'm like, oh, I feel a certain kind of way. Yeah. Um. You don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's not something. It's that's on the surface for mm-hmm. most of us. It's just in there. Well, and I was gonna say on that other thing that you were saying about like the anxiety and other people having babies. And Jamie and I can tell you this, having gone through it, and Jamie even more so than me because she went through a similar, like long, 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 long process. But yeah. the thing that we can be on the other side and say to you, if this helps, is that process. It's all you want. It's all you're thinking about, and it's it's it becomes so all consuming in the timing, like the difference of two weeks or one month. It all feels so mm-hmm. critical, and then 
you're going to come on the other side of this. You're going to have that baby. And then you're just going to be suddenly screaming out the door at your kid who is making noise while you're trying to record a podcast. And all of that is so in the rear view mirror. You're going to get there. Mm -hmm. And like Jamie said, your family's going to show up and we know it. Mm -hmm. And and like Mm -hmm. I always say, we're now wildly invested and we're going to need updates on the regular. (laughs) Yes. I figured as much. <laughs> it really feels impossible. It's really hard to not get to this like dark place mm-hmm. of like, I'm genuinely like, I don't understand how anyone gets pregnant. Like straight people. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like, I look at babies. I'm like, how did that happen? It's tr- it's <laughs> truly, get it. when you're in this, you realize it's truly a miracle. Every yep. single yeah, every baby. conception is a miracle. It, it takes. Yeah. And we have this it, extra added pressure of how much we have to think about it and the money and the insurance. Mm-hmm. And the, there's no way for us to just like, have sex and forget for two weeks and then see what no. happens. Like, it's like, you must be nice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like we get it and we're with you or like have unlimited sperm at your disposal. Right? Like when I tell all my straight Free friends, sperm. I mean, yeah. all of mm-hmm. our straight friends are, I mean, all of our friends are straight mm-hmm. really. Um, that like how much sperm costs they're like shocked. They're just in complete disbelief. Yeah. And so I like oh. telling half my friends, I'm like, yeah, you should make your husband donate sperm. Like yeah. he gets like 50 to hundred bucks a pop. Like and it's so <laughs> easy to donate. We got to get you some, we got to get you some queer friends out there in Massachusetts. We so sure anybody's sure listening do. that lives mm-hmm. in their area, reach out, especially if you're we a mom. Need, we need gay friends. Or a dad. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for reaching out to us and, yeah. and telling us that you needed to share your story because we love when listeners do that because it's just, they're always unique and different and, and there's yeah. always something new and, and your stories need to be told. All of our stories yes. do. Thank you. And we've learned we, about baby mm-hmm. dust. Baby dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we really appreciate the opportunity and like the platform to be able to mm-hmm. share because um, this can be super, super isolating. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Annie was the one that found your podcast and mm-hmm. like, a while ago, obviously, and was like, I think you should listen to this. Like this uh, could be really helpful. This will help with your anxiety. Uh, yeah. And it really has. It really has. I mean, I was listening to an episode and I paused it and I was like, I need to sit down and write an mm-hmm. email like it's time. I have to say it like mm-hmm. I, I we hold on to so much. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. There's only so many people you could talk to about it that mm-hmm. really, really understand. And again, my friends, my best friends, they're beautiful people. They're amazing, but they're straight. And so mm-hmm. they just don't get it on the same level. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, this little community you guys have built is really awesome. And we're just really grateful. Oh, so happy to hear yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So happy to hear that. And we're going to we're going to be holding out hope for you guys for sure. Yes. Keep us posted. Yeah. Okay. okay. Definitely will. Thank Thanks. you. Amazing. Wow. Oh, those them. two. Oh, those my gosh. Two. We hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. We want to let you guys know that we recorded that episode back in June, and they were in the two-week wait then. Mm-hmm. Sadly, as it often goes, that one did not work. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did send us an update last week that we wanted to share. So, Helen. Helen? Play the well, update. The- Come on, Helen. Helen, wake up. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to give you a little bit of an update about our TTC journey. So we currently are in our two-week wait for our now fourth IUI um, since we started working with a clinic. We have done two natural cycles, one cycle with just a trigger shot, and then this fourth cycle they actually added clomid so we had two follicles this cycle the doctor said to me how do you feel about a chance of multiples and I was like well I mean I am a millennial so if I'm gonna do something cheaper I'm going to prefer that Uh, (laughs) 
But at this point, it's feeling like, I don't know. I don't know if my eggs are just so gay that they just run away from the sperm because it, nothing is working. <laughs> I'm trying to stay positive. Everyone keeps telling me to stay positive. But it turns out it's really hard to just be positive when you have a lot of negativity coming your way. So hopefully we will have some good news to report back sooner rather than later. It seems like we are probably likely to do one more cycle with Clomid if this doesn't work. Um, and then after that, it looks like the next step in our journey is IVF. I'm kind of hoping that we don't get there, uh, but uh, you know we're also willing to do whatever it takes to start our family, as I'm sure most of you guys are. We will keep you updated. So yeah, there's so they're in the wait again. I have all my fingers crossed for Me them, too. and you know that this one works because it's just like it's it's been a long road for them. I know, I know. I hope it works for them. And I'm in this place like I'm when I'm emailing them for production details and stuff. I never want to ask too much, so it's just like a waiting to hear from them how how it goes. So. We're silently waiting updates. Well, now we're adding more cross fingers with all of you listeners out there. Wish them the best. And hopefully it works yes. out. And, and by the way, they sent an audio thing. And this is going to be on Patreon. If you want to join our, our Patreon, it's going to be in the bonus content. They sent us a voice memo from the guy who was their known donor and like what it was like to say yes and then like what it was like to donate. And so that's going to be that that audio is going to be in our Patreon. That is content I would join Patreon for. This that is what is I'm saying. Literally content I would join Patreon for. So if you've been thinking about joining Patreon now to support can. the show. Yeah. Now. And we really appreciate anyone who supports the show. It's just it's so helpful in helping us, you know, eventually someday break even. So we appreciate you. <laughs> One of these days. We're gonna... One day. We'll One be day. in anyway. the black. Yeah. So guys, I think we've exhausted everything with you. I think you're ready to go about your day. So we won't waste any more of your time. Our book is coming out. Get the book. Yep, that's correct. And then also keep the conversation going with us on social media. Ovaries Talk on Twitter and Instagram. If These Ovaries Could Talk on Facebook. We got a little community in there that's listeners that you can talk to called If These Ovaries Could Talk Facebook group. I don't know, something like that. And then <laughs> you can join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash ovaries talk where you're going to get that bonus content and you can subscribe to us on YouTube. And then we keep all of our, our live streams there and some other, you know, video as well, which is some other Jamie and Robin being idiots. Oh yeah. And join us for our live streams. If you find yourself free 4 PM Eastern time on a Thursday, it's every Thursday, 4 PM Eastern time. Correct. And thank you to all our sponsors, Sweaty Betty and all of you patrons for helping us make this show a possibility. We thank we, you guys. We thank you so much. We love you. <sighs> we do. All right. And all right. Eggs. Are we exhausted? Eggs, ovaries. This is like ovaries oh. out. Good day. <laughs> good day. I said good day. If